to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Merrick. And this week's game is Thunder Force 3 for Sega Genesis. Thunder Force was developed by Technosoft and published by Sega in Japan in June of 1990. It was then released in North America and PAL territories some other month in 1990. Okay. I couldn't find out when, but I think we both got it around the same time. Right, right. Pretty yeah. snappy release schedule. Yeah, if you're wondering why there's more and more fans of the Sega worldwide... It seems to be that they did not push them back like Nintendo did. Right. You know, uh, Mega Drive uh, fans in our PAL territories, they seem to get the games around the same time that we did, if not, you know, a right, month right. later. Nothing too crazy long. Not a year or two. No, no, not at all. Now, this is the third of the six Thunder Force games. Yeah. Which I didn't even know existed. I have heard of this franchise before but never played them yeah i'm not gonna lie guys i'm sorry i'm not a huge <laughs> sega guy uh and you know part of this podcast is me getting to learn all yeah. of these wonderful interesting new games but this was the second thunder force game on the genesis or mega drive okay the first was a release on every japanese pc you could think of okay right and it also had a really interesting follow-up the next year where they released a uh, make your own thunder force basically much like the pinball-making game that was a seminal in a lot of early programming uh, careers, this one it was a huge uh, boon to people that were interested in the shooting games. Sure, yeah. And it's also an interesting thing, like, why hasn't that ever came back? Yeah, for real. That seems like it would be an easier type of game to... You know what I mean? Yeah, because you, you're not you worrying about enemy. platforms and stuff, yeah, and yeah. you're just drawing edges of the land. I don't know. Hmm. Someone go make that for us. I, I want to make my own shoot 'em up <laughs> Now, in Thunder Force 1 and 2... The action is more freeform. You can go in any direction you want. Okay. Uh, this is the first one that really takes it side-scrolling, mm -hmm. and it stays that way from this point on. Okay, so they're mostly like this. Yes, and this particular one, Thunder Force 3, was ported by Sega to the arcade as Thunder Force AC. Oh, oh all right. And then it was uh, also re-released on the Saturn. They did two collections, uh, Thunder Force Silver Pack and thunder force gold pack and the gold pack was three and four with oh. uh silver being one and two all right and the final thunder force game came out uh thunder force six in 2008 for the playstation 2 oh wow so they kept making them for quite a while yeah hung, hung out there well nick what kind of game is thunder force three well it is a horizontal shooter um you mm -hmm. are a spaceship, and you head left to right, whoa, whoa, for whoa. the most part. You are two pilots of one spaceship. Well, that's true, yeah. I, you don't learn any of this until the very end of the game. But yeah, yeah. That's just how it is. Uh, yeah, no, We'll get to that ending. I, I transcribed it all. Some of it, yes. There's some great lines on that bad boy. Uh, spoiler alert, this could be my favorite ending of all time. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's up there, man. And in this game, well, of course, there is no jump because you are flying through space. That is correct. No need to jump. You can fly in all directions. That's right. You are not a fool. But this game does have some pretty unique controls that I was really surprised by. Yeah. Um, I mean, the big one, I think, is that you have a weapon select now. You know what? I was going to say, I think the biggest one is that you have 
a speed select at all times. That's true, although I was just trying to stay at one speed most of the time. Oh, I really worked my way up through the game. Uh, I, so, I kept confusing. Yeah, uh, but anyways. The A button will change your speed, and in the top right of the screen, you'll see the little symbol for it. Mm -hmm. And you can go from one, two, three, or four. Yeah. And each one is just a boost in how quickly you maneuver around. Pretty you cool. Do not, you do not have to get power-ups for this. Right, right. It is free, and it's just about your level of comfort. Yeah, from the get-go. Yes, it's very awesome. And um, we should say, too, that uh, in the options menu, you can set the default level of your speed. So that oh, okay. it normally starts at three, I think, is mm -hmm. your initial one, but you can set it to whatever. Now, this options menu is not... One of your options when you start the game. No, uh, you actually have to, like, what do you press the A button and hit uh, start? A, B, and C plus start, then let go of A, B, and C while holding start. That's ridiculous. It is, and I never <laughs> used it. So I, I didn't notice that till after I had already played through. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until I was reading about it that uh, I was like, there's no option screen. Yeah, like it just what? took me right into the game. <laughs> but what's really cool is that you said you can also change weapons, but you can change your speed or your weapon when paused. Yeah, that's true as and well. And that's really handy, I thought. There was, especially during bosses or other times where it would just make sense for me to pause, get a grip, and then change what I needed to change. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, the B button, your center button, is fire. And mm -hmm. I don't know why you would ever let go of it. Right, you have a very respectable rapid fire here. It's like on a continuous stream of almost every weapon if you just hold down your uh, B button. And I did for the entirety of my game. Yeah. So much so that I had to take a couple breaks and like get a little thumb stretch there. Because, <laughs> you know, it was getting... It's getting a little rough towards the end. Yeah, yeah. And then C is, of course, that change weapon uh, that you spoke of. And we'll talk about the weapons here in just a second, but I want to get to the items real quick first. Sure. So there are a few um, different items you'll find, and most of them, or is it all of them, that drop from a weird little orange creature? I, I think there's some other hidden ones, too. That okay. I, I know of at least one, so. Well, and there are some that are just, like, free men that are just hanging out. That's true, yeah. So... If you find one of these little orange guys, it looks almost like a flying gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's smaller than most of the other ships, too. And it's not that dark orange that uh, <laughs> Konami and everyone else uses. Right. It's a light, bright orange. So uh -huh. just be be aware of that. You'll destroy it, and then the upgrade or item will be sitting there. And it's very confusing because two of your weapons have weapon-specific upgrades. And that will just be uh, a red S or a red L. Right. And those will just make it stronger. You will also find a blue S. Yeah, this is your shield. And it's like the greatest thing of it all time. It is by far. Uh, I've never prayed for one item so much. Uh, because it's not just a one hit and it's gone shield either. It takes a couple hits. Yeah, like three or four at least, I would yeah, say. Yeah, and in this game, you get hurt by everything. Yeah, you're a Including standard, you know. every wall. Mm -hmm. Anything you could touch will hurt you. One hit wonder. And after that one hit, you are dead. Correct. You, you yeah. have a. You will respawn directly where you were with one last life. And then we have the next power up, and I don't really even know what to call it because <laughs> uh, my terms all come from other games. Right, right. Well, the manual calls it the claw. Okay, then. Well, it doesn't look like a claw. No, it's like two little ships, mini guys. You mean like two options? options? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unlike some other games, it doesn't follow where you were. It's just a constant circle around you. Yeah, they just rotate around. And they shoot whatever you are shooting. For yeah. the most part. Some slight differences, but... And we'll discuss those when we get through each weapon. Mm -hmm. But and it also will absorb enemy projectiles. Yes, that's the key. Very nice. <laughs> so nice. In fact, that saved my butt many a time, and I was never trying. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we have a, a little tiny version of the ship you have, and that is 
just an extra life. Yep, one up. But the real meat and potatoes of this game is the multiple weapons you will be using. Yeah, uh, you do start with two weapons you can toggle between. Which is pretty cool that you have that option right off the bat. Yeah, because you have your standard, your, your twin shot, which shoots forward. Two red lasers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you have the backfire, which shoots uh, one forward and one backward. Yeah, which is really cool. I, that The whole concept of being able to switch quickly on the fly to deal with people yeah. behind you and in front of you is really nice. But that kind of goes away once you have more than two weapons. Yeah, you, you, you have to toggle through your little yeah, cue. Yeah, really would have been nice if there was shoulder buttons yeah, on the yeah. Genesis pad, but <laughs> hey, they didn't exist. Now, besides your two original ones, you will find through the levels when you kill those little guys, new weapons to pick up. And you carry these all over from level to level. That's true, which so is nice. Very handy. All of these things. The shield, the claw, and these guns. Yeah, yeah. It's, keep it all. And most often you will find the wave shot first, and it is a W. Um, it's a huge wave, too. It's like four or five times as wide as your ship. You know? Oh, yeah. It's very it's large. Not that strong, though, is its main problem. Uh, no. Um, one thing to I, I will credit the manual with is it gave every special weapon a power level. So oh. you can compare. And it has the twin shot and the backfire and the wave all at four. So hmm. that's how many uh, quote-unquote points of damage, I guess, they do. But I think less waves are hitting an enemy as opposed to the direct shots from the sure, other guns. Sure, sure. Uh, but when you do have the wave and the claw, you are you don't have to aim anymore. No, no. It covers the entire screen. And one thing that's cool about the claw is if you're hitting an enemy, say, and it's you know you're damaging it, but it's not dead yet, like you'll see little parts of it like reflect off at an angle and stuff. It kind of splits it in this weird way. It's yeah. pretty neat. It does look good. And another thing is that uh, the wave, um, there's uh, some destroyable terrain you'll encounter throughout the game, and the wave will not destroy it. No. No, it will not. And uh, I died at that spot. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate to say it. Twice before I realized what was happening. I um, I didn't realize it was the background. I was like, what's hitting me? I was, yeah, and reading in the manual, like, where I was reading about the this gun, it says that it is a, it is a ultrasonic surfiton wave. Hmm. So if anybody in the world knows what, and I'm going to spell it right here for you, S-U-R-F-A-I-T-O-N. I tried Googling it, but of course nothing. Well, if that word was translated half as well as the ending of this game, <laughs> it's probably something entirely different. I, yeah, I, I would be very interested in knowing what they really meant there. Mm, agreed. And then next up we have the F. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's called. Fire. That's mm, <laughs> not a fire. No, it's not, but that's what it says, or that's what they name it. <laughs> because what it is is a single one of your red lasers, mm -hmm. but now you are shooting missiles at the ground and the ceiling. Yeah. A la missiles yeah. from Life Force. But way whatever. faster. Like, these bad boys are... It's a constant stream of <laughs> yeah. them. And this weapon is awesome. Yes. And it is necessary in some of the very confined levels, I felt. In most uh, shooting games, you're like, you know, the lasers or the, you know, the waves, say, will take the... All the attention for special mm -hmm. weapons, but this guy is the real unsung hero of this it game. It is. Like, there are parts of this game that I can't even imagine getting through without this weapon. Yeah. Especially in the last few levels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kinda. We'll get to how the levels work. And uh, one more thing, the fire as well. When you have the claw, it shoots these little waves front and back that come out of the little claws. You mm -hmm. know, those blue ones? Like, So you have this extra like close-up firepower you get from this thing, too. It's pretty crazy. That is crazy and awesome. And it strength level is 12, so it's three times stronger than... It's really strong. It's almost as strong as a laser, so it's awesome. That is. Uh, then finally, we have the homing sphere. Yeah, or hunter. And that is just a, a homing ball. 
They yeah. shoot out and they home around. They're actually, they do a good job of finding their targets and oh, they yeah. go through walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, since it's so rapid fire, it's like a three way spread to begin with. You get mm-hmm. a lot of them on the screen at once. It can be kind of overwhelming. Indeed. And then, uh, you know, we didn't mention it uh, before, so I'll mention it now. But once you get the upgrades for the first two, those do get augmented. So mm-hmm. the normal red S shot, your do- twin beams, it turns into a blue laser. Uh, and that blue laser is, of course, extremely strong and does what you think a laser does. Yeah, it's uh, really cool. Clocks in with a 16 damage rating, so oh, nice. pr- pretty strong. And then when you get the upgrade for the second weapon, the L, it is like a crazy big blue laser that shoots out of the... You get two beams coming back and one yeah, going forward. It's uh, That's the Lancer, and it has a, a strength of six. So Not that strong, but it's great for things that are spawning behind you. Definitely, yeah. So Nick, you did mention that there is an option menu if you if you do that little crazy input. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What all options do you have? You can make the game harder, but can you make it any easier? I'm I'm not sure. I didn't mess with the difficulty. I know there is definitely a higher difficulty. I played on normal. Yeah, I don't think it gets any easier. And then so. there's also a sound test. Yeah, you can get sound uh, and effects test as well as uh, you can change. You can configure your c- controls, your button input yeah i think the controls are pretty good though i mean uh layout wise yeah yeah if there's not a jump in there i'm pretty free (laughs) but and then finally let's talk about lives and continues when you die you respawn instantly from the left side of the screen Uh, sometimes to your detriment if there's a ton going on yeah you do come out with a few frames of invincibility yeah precious few but if you were on any weapon besides your first two weapons you will have lost that weapon yeah yeah and yeah any options i'm sorry any claws you have will be gone. <laughs> yeah, you're not catching those guys on their way off the screen, unfortunately. Correct. Now, if you are on one of the original weapons, you will not lose them. But if you have upgrades, those will be lost. Unfortunately. So So uh, for me, I got to the point where I realized that certain things were good against bosses and certain weren't. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, I would try to make sure to keep certain items yeah, by yeah. not using them at all during the boss to make sure I had them at the beginning of the next level. Yeah, I would try to strategize like whatever. Homing missile. Yeah, or if I have like the, you know, the backfire, I'm like, that's the one I would, like if I'm about to die and I know it, I'm like, switch to that weapon, let's hold on to the missiles and yeah, the laser, exactly. you know. I, I can afford to just lose that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, you start with four lives? Yeah, four. It's pretty generous, it feels like, mm-hmm. until you start playing through the second level. <laughs> and then uh, once you die, you can continue but you have a certain number of credits. Yeah, you have seven. Okay. And then you can get more lives by finding free men and through points. Yeah, I'm not sure what the point spread is for extra men. I didn't see it in the manual. No, but, but if you get an item you already have that is just points, and then you get points from killing enemies as well. Mm-hmm. But I do not think there's any way to get more continues. I, yeah, I agree. I don't. I, not that I noticed. And uh, while that seems like a lot of continues, it, yeah. you, you can burn through some lives in this game. Definitely. Very, very quickly. Yeah. Certain levels. It's uh... <laughs> And then let's talk about checkpoints real quick. What? There are none, right? No. I was like, there if, are if none. there are checkpoints, I didn't know about it. Yeah. That's that, that's what makes this game so ridiculously hard towards the back end of it. In this way, yeah. Because, okay. uh, as we'll get to, you know what? I think we just need to save that for general chat. No. Oh. Well, Nick, Thunder Force was made by Technosoft, a 
company I'm not very familiar with at all, mm-hmm. but it was published by Sega. So I'm hoping that they swooped in with some quality control and managed to give us a decent manual. They did not. Oh. This is a bad manual. <laughs> oh, no. It's uh, You're getting 16 pages, black and white. Okay. You have some screenshots. Most of them are screenshots that have been cropped really weird, like circles or... Oh. I don't know. Um, in fact, there's even some fonts that appear to be cut out of game font. You know what I mean? Where it's, it you looks like, like a ransom a, letter? Yes, almost, but it's it's really weird. Um, it, it really looks cheap. Um, and the game alternates between there's this kind of default, or I'm sorry, the manual alternates between this uh, default Sega font I've seen in mm-hmm. other manuals. And then this, like, I don't know, it looks like a crappy Times New Roman, like almost like a typewriter. Hmm. It's really jarring and doesn't look good. Um, you do get some story detail that is very poorly worded. I, I can imagine. But from what I was able to gather, the evil empire um, was using their hexa cloaking system to hide their main base. So Oh, I know. That's what you're going around to these planets to just mm. open that up to reveal the base. And you are a special ship that's the Fire Leo 3, codename Styx. Mm, that's S-T-Y-X. That's right, man. The band and the river. And so you... Uh, or sneaking in to blow it up, your you know any larger things would be destroyed on the way in. Ah, uh, so, understood. So that's your mission. And uh, I guess there's no reason for notes or. Not really. You get some stage intros, and uh, you know it does tell you your weapons, and you know, and very weirdly worded, you know, the damage values of them, like we mentioned before. I mean, I guess that's all right, but in general, it just looked like uh, pretty rough around the edges, man. It's worth checking out to laugh at it, I guess. I, I kind of do want to, so, <laughs> so perhaps I will. Yeah, yeah. What was your personal history with this game, Nick? I don't really have one until now. Um, I'd never played any Thunder Force games, so I, I heard the titles before and knew of them. And as I had admitted, I had never even heard of these titles. <laughs> so, Or if I did, it didn't stick anywhere in my brain. But on the other hand, what was your more recent experience with this game, Nick? Um, I beat this game, um, played it about five or six times or an hour or two. Yeah, uh, it was three nights for me. Once was actually one in the afternoon, playing with my son, just goofing around, uh, and then two nights of really sinking my teeth in and learning the levels. Right, right. Because this is a game that you need to learn to get anywhere in. Yeah, yeah. But I also beat the game, although I'm not going to lie, I did cheat. I save-stated at the beginning of every level, about halfway through every level, and right before every boss okay. fight, once we got to the last three planets. Gotcha, gotcha. There is a cheat code you can use once per life to fill up all your weapons. Oh, wow. If you pause it and put it in. It's it's longer than, like, the Konami code. I remember seeing it, but I never did it. And it's, I would have done it. It's got more steps, but I yeah. guess that's there. The final night I was playing, I was like, I, I'm i cheating. There's no, way I'm, <laughs> I, there's no way I'm, A, getting through this tonight, and, B, I'm just not going to be able to, you know brute my brain through some of the memorization of these levels right right all right folks here we are in the general chat portion of our show i'd just like to start by saying that uh nick told me this would be an easy game and he lied right to my face i told you i found it on a list of easy games that's all (laughs) i knew about it i never played it so put your evil on me yeah a little um a little behind-the-scenes info. This is uh, <laughs> the beginning of the school year for uh, my children, and Nick is getting ready to travel. Uh, mm. So, we, you know, we were looking for something a little easier to play and to slot in where we could record more than one show at a time. Right, right. This was supposed to be it. Yeah, well, I think it's 
it might not be a long podcast, but right, right. I spend just as many minutes playing this as very, very many <laughs> other games we did. Uh, the first level is not that hard. Right, right. It really eases you in. And that, and that level, there's nothing to touch. That's part of it. One thing, too, is that the game does let you select your first level. Yeah. And then does it just rotate them around after you go, that? You go clockwise around that little Okay. Um, I figured the top one was the easiest. And I just I started there every time because I was not about to deal with the harder levels. Right, right. And, you know, once you get into that second level, though, this game does a lot of things that are just mean. Well, where it's very cheap, where you are going to lose a life if you've never played this level before. Right, And right. then you have to learn, oh, uh, this wall's going to appear, and I have to wait at the very back until it comes down before I can go yeah, forward. Or yeah. the wall's coming up, the only safe spot is at the far front of the level. Yeah. And it's like, this not telegraphed enough for you to ever have time to do it in a lot of these places it's true it has that kind of old school shooter difficult you know what i mean where it's like you just got to learn it you know yeah yeah and it's not like it's hard to do but it's just something you have to memorize mm -hmm. i will say that i really like the you know the weapon selecting gives you these like options to where you're in you know i don't know it almost gives you a little like what, what's the best weapon for this situation so yeah. on, on repeated playthroughs you at least have something to try to do different or check well, it out you know? even in the first playthrough i really found myself cycling through weapons a lot you mm -hmm. know i wasn't just sticking with one thing all the time depending on what the you know types of enemies were what's on the ceiling the floor you know i would go be going back and forth yeah. between my dual guns the missiles you know all that stuff which is something that i never i never thought about with a shooter before you know and it really makes me I don't know. I, I feel robbed because it's like, you know, in Life Force will say you only get one weapon. Right. You know, and maybe some missiles, but here you can get them all at once. It's it's a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, it's it's something I wasn't expecting, and I thought it was just really amazing, especially being able to do it while paused. Like, to yeah, me, that yeah. is just amazing to pause the game and then being like, okay, I don't have to muscle memory hit four times to get to the one I want. Sure, I can yeah. just leisurely get there, check my speed, back in the action. Yeah, yeah. And then that speed. The fact that you can control your speed is really awesome. I agree, yeah. Um, what did you try to keep your speed at? I defaulted to two. That was where I, I would stay two. mostly at. Yeah. Slow poke. That was the lowest I would go. I started at three, but I don't know. I just three I was my preferred two. Three man. was my standard for most of the game. And then, well, it was two in the beginning. Then mm -hmm. I bumped up to three, you know, about halfway through. I was like, oh, I got this. And then when you're doing some of the um, auto-scrolly cavey areas i bumped up to four on those because okay i would never go to four i was like no way i'm running into walls if i do that well because there's not a ton going on and you could just do nice little taps mm -hmm. to reposition yourself in those narrow chasms as you're yeah, going yeah. through i yeah i started with three and then i went down because i would keep trying to do stuff that i just was messing up mm -hmm. so i stayed and i stayed at two and in fact i would find certain areas where I would get mad because I'd forget that it would set itself up to three mm. when I would continue. Okay. And then I would like run into something. And I'm like, what? And I look up and I'm like, oh, it got me again. Like, so oh, three. I just stuck with level two. Now let's talk about the graphics in this game because mm -hmm. they're really good. Yeah. Uh, the backgrounds, though, are hit or miss for me. I think sometimes they're a little busy. Um, that is the exact phrase I was going to use. And the, that was that's very kind. Are you thinking lava level? Yeah, that is the worst. Like the background is this wavy. It's waving and it's like fire. And you'll be like, that's cool. But it's waving at like 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and it's so hard to separate ships and bullets from that stuff. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> if you have um, the possibility of having seizures, <laughs> avoid this game. Yeah, or get that away. Level. Take your dilantin before playing. But, you know, really, 
the sprites of all the creatures, the flying machines, they're really cool. They're very varied. There's not a lot of new, you know, types of enemies. Yeah. You're seeing all the standard flying and crawling enemies that yeah. are in every other shoot 'em up game. Yeah, but I mean, to their credit, you don't see a lot of like, you know, you'll see these enemies in one stage and generally not again. Agreed. Which is, you know, good and bad because I don't know what they're going to do, yeah. but I can pretty much guess. And your firepower is so large for the most part that you really yeah. don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, even your normal twin shot is pretty strong. Like, Oh, yeah. In fact, I used it, I think, the most in this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do want to talk about the music in this game. Yeah. Because it is awesome. Yes, it's really good. Uh, it is <laughs> the epitome of, of 80s video game metal yeah where it's like you're, you're talking in a pre-alternative uh, yes. nirvana world i know this game came out in the 90s <laughs> but this sounds like pure just unadulterated speedy hair metal yeah and it's great and i mean filter that through the tinny glory of the sega sound card and it's it's, ah, no, it's that's, perfect that, there's no sound that that's what made it so unique is they did not have a sound card it, it's, right, uh, right just you know it's creating its own sounds. And, and they sound great. Yeah, the, the Genesis can do guitar, and it can do it really well. So good. And then even the slower music in the game, I really liked. Uh, like, during the end. Like, I thought the ending yeah, theme yeah. was really cool. I, I liked it a lot. But uh, the downside on the sound part is, of course, the sound effects. The fact that you're holding that button down, you're getting the shooting sound all the time. Oh, that's true, yeah. And it's, it's just so it, a little heavy for me. It overwhelms know? a lot of the other stuff. It does, it does. But, you know, it's a small small price to pay for having an unlimited stream of super fire. Yes, yes. I will say this game uh, definitely has a, a very interesting ramp of difficulty where the first level is very easy. Mm -hmm. I thought the if you go in the, you know, clockwise order, uh, the next two, a little bit harder. I think the, the fire level was the trickiest one early yeah. on. Like, yeah. first for the first few times I was playing, I... I would get there and be like, oh, no, what am I doing? Like, mm -hmm. this is hard. But then when you get to the final two, they really start, uh, the levels are seem longer, and they start throwing a lot more weird movement stuff at you. Yeah. That just becomes uh, a little bit more of a headache for me personally. I just thought those, those levels were another notch harder than the ones before. They definitely are. That's why I would start with the one, I think it's Hades. It's the, it's the one with the moving background, mm -hmm. like cave stuff. Okay. I would always start there. So that if I would if I couldn't beat it in my first continue, I would just start over so I didn't waste a continue on the first world. And I would okay. just keep doing that till I beat it and then move through because that was my second like sticking point, too. Now, is that the top left one? Uh, it's, it's the bottom bottom left, I think. It okay. doesn't even look like a planet. It looks oh, like yeah, the, I know what you're talking about. Rocks, no, I, I always started with uh, Hydra. Hydra. Because it, it looked easier. But if we're going to be talking about that sort of thing, I think we need to step right into our next segment. Let's step on in. And when you start the game, you said you are correct. You do get to choose one of five levels Yeah. to begin with. Uh, and then it, play will continue clockwise from there. Mm -hmm. And but, I, I really think that's something that's pretty cool because it's like you don't have to master all the levels to practice one. Correct. You know? Like I, I, It's a cool feature I haven't really seen in other, other shooters. But I think we're going to go starting from the top left mm -hmm. clockwise, what is considered easiest to hardest. I think that is like the default way to go. And we're going to start with uh, the first stage, Hydra. And then when you start a stage... They do a couple of cool things. One of that is that you get kind of a readout on what the boss will be. Yeah. And then it will tell you, it's, it gives you like a little silhouette and then it'll show you like, where's its weak point? 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. Not that you really need help learning sweet points. <laughs> not, not with these. Well, some of them are a little weird looking, but but it's nice to know. Yeah, and uh, you know, this level is pretty simple out in space. Nothing to run into. Pretty early, you get your. Uh, this has got you get a lot of like roots and plant stuff mm -hmm. all over. It's got a lot of that theme for this level. There are uh, missiles in this game that start here that shoot up and then it's they have a kind of a delayed explosion mm -hmm. and that's what always got me was that explosion if you stay in it if, if you hit the explosion it'll hurt you yeah it, but uh, it sticks around longer than you would expect yeah and there's a couple of sections where there's like the ceiling and ground are lined with these little green you know missiles of, yeah. of that sort and your best to just try to like trigger them and fly by as fast as you can because yeah. they're they're actually pretty tough and they'll take a lot of shots but you can't blow them up that easy no you cannot there are some big uh you'll see like these i guess fire flowers emerging from the ground they'll come up and sprout and shoot stuff but most of the enemies they don't overwhelm you at once you know no. what i mean there's a very beat by beat like here's a couple enemies kill them here's this kill it if you if you don't kill them and they can build up it can That's get kind of rough but in general if you just stay on top of it it's pretty pretty chill and then almost every level has a mini boss mm -hmm. and this one is no exception uh it is a some sort of ship with like a crab arm yeah, it's like, at first I kind of read it as legs, but then I was like, no, there's really just one. It's like there's a ship and then this, you know, an arm made of spheres that mm -hmm. ends in a little a laser gun. They they move around and uh, you shoot it in the face. Yeah, it's it shoots three lasers, but you just aim for the main part of the ship and, I don't know, blows up pretty easily. Yeah. And then at the end of the level is uh, the main boss of it, and it is like a weird bird robot yeah, creature. It's called the Gargoyle. Okay. Which it does not... I know, it looks like a ro robot chicken, like a giant red. Like I could see it being called like maybe a basilisk more so. Yeah. Or, well, it walks out and then it does a flamethrower breath mm -hmm. from its mouth. And then it will alternate between that and shooting three fireballs from its mouth. Yeah. Um, and its weakness, its weak point is in its stomach. So you yes. kind of have to balance between flying down, shooting it in the gut, and then re retreating to the upper left for safety. But what's really confusing about this boss for me is that it has these little tiny arm claws uh -huh. that move around they like jiggle you know with its movement they don't actually attack with them doesn't or do anything, anything. I, I was gonna i didn't really notice so and it's literally there's, there's there's three little spikes on it so the whole time i'm expecting this to shoot out and get me okay <laughs> but it never will in general um you want to watch like the little explosions where say your twin shot hits mm -hmm. if they're blue it's not doing damage but if they're red it is so you can tell sometimes it can be hard to you know aim to oh, know yeah. if you're dead on or not so watch that explosion yeah it's super helpful that they do give you that visual cue and then if you do defeat that uh gargoyle you <laughs> get to move on to the next stage the stage of gorgon this is a fire level we kind of mentioned earlier um with the wavy distracting backgrounds so wavy and so distracting most of the terrain is just like gray rock ashy looking stuff yeah, uh, the the big problems for me in this level are the fire pillars mm -hmm. because they are huge and then they last forever. Yeah, you really just have to like master. You know, you have to know how long they're going to last and mm -hmm. when to get on which side of them. This isn't Life Force where it just comes up, comes down. You can play it by ear. No, you mm -hmm. have to know in advance where this is going to be. Right, right. And there are also um, at several points in the stage will be these huge missiles which are much larger than your ship. They'll come flying pretty quickly. You've yeah. got to be ready for those if you're going to fight them or, or dodge them. Yeah, yeah. And there are, you know, at this point, we're starting to get into enemies that you may not be killing them. Oh, you yeah. might just be shooting them and then getting out of the way as they leave the screen. That's true. Yeah. Like those um, 
there are those ships that have those big lasers in front of them. Mm-hmm. They, it's like, just hold still, and if one appears in front of you, you'll have just enough time to blow it up before it shoots this massive laser. And then d- let the other ones just go on by. Yeah, don't, don't, don't even deal with it. Don't don't worry yourself. You'll also see these, I, I don't know what to call them, meteors maybe? Or, you know, it's like they almost look like one of those big cells from life force oh yeah and it'll and if you shoot it it'll separate into smaller ones that you know you can also destroy but just ignore them man don't shoot them they're much easier to dodge i think agreed and then in this level is the first time you can get the homing device mm, yeah yeah which i would say hold on to at all costs it's horrible against bosses but during the levels they it is invaluable yeah yeah oh yeah and especially oh i'll tell you about when we get there but it <laughs> yeah. makes certain things a cakewalk Watch out. There's a, a section where this game will start to speed up the scrolling. Mm-hmm. There's a shield right before that. That's what you make sure you get that. If I if I ever miss that, I would almost always die at the end of this level. So. And then during the speed up phase is when you, you encounter your mini boss. This is a, a robot. Like mm-hmm. it's like a blue robot with like some orbs going around it. Yeah, but man, it, it shoots lasers. I, I guess. I don't know. It's one of those ones where. You shoot, and you're just waving up and down with your ship, yeah. and then in a few seconds, it'll be gone. He, this guy does not have a lot of endurance at no. all. But the boss of this level, or should I say bosses, do seem to have yeah. a bit more endurance. Now, this one, I, I had a little uh, difficulty with at first. Uh, the twin yeah. Vulcan. Well, it's like these two square bots. They, they take up like a sixth of the screen, maybe, mm-hmm. or more. You know, They move around in these square patterns, so you're avoiding them. They're shooting little spreads of blue bullets at you. Yeah. And then their weak spot is like this antenna that kind of comes out of the top of each box. Yeah. And at first I tried using the homing missile on these guys, which I thought would be the killer app because, I mean, well, it's hard to hit them. Yeah. But it's not because it doesn't do enough damage. It'll take forever. I I would The first times I was coming through here, it was like I was just trying to dodge bullets for that full two, three minutes. Who Mm -hmm. knows how long it really takes. When the real answer is just get up in there with your twin shot, normal gun. I man, when I, I, I had, uh, you know, I did all right doing this, but when I saw, I was watching a playthrough to write down some notes and I saw how the, this guy would beat them online. And it's, it's nuts where if you have the, the F with the missiles, mm-hmm. you just get right on top of the oh. one that comes down. You can shoot it like straight down into its weak spot and it'll dive. The first one will be dead in like two seconds. Like a tear came. I was like, Oh no. But, but, you know, if you rush it with your twin lasers or twin guns, it's it's not that rough. Right. Just, uh, you know, the key is to focus on, your, yeah, focus on your dodging and just let them let them die eventually. Yeah, this is a, a, one of those bosses that you are not actively aiming for its antennae. You are just actively dodging <laughs> yeah. the bosses and the weapons coming in. You defeat them and you move on to the next stage, Stage Siren. Yeah, we're in, uh, this is kind of like underwater caves now. you've uh, When you're underwater, it doesn't normally affect your movement unless you see some bubbles rising. I thought my controller was broken because <laughs> of the stage. It took me a minute, too, because I would see those bubbles and I was like dodging them. Or, you oh, know, I dodged I them for a while. And then I realized that, oh, you don't have to dodge them. It's fine. They don't hurt you. Yeah, yeah. But I did not realize that they are moving your ship slightly upward. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, Oh man, like I love this controller. <laughs> I left it upstairs and I was like, I oh, did my kids destroy this yeah, already? Got to take it out behind the woodshed. And uh, I was so worried that my controller was dying. And I was like, oh man, I've got drift. This is the worst. <laughs> and then uh, 
I didn't even realize it till I started writing up my notes and looking at stuff about this online. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, I guess it's working fine now in the other levels. Uh, it, it feels better. But yeah, so don't worry. It's not your controller. It's just the bubbles. When I first saw them, I remember, especially coming off of the previous wavy fire level, I was like, mm, well, that's a little busy. That's going to be distracting. See mm-hmm. those bubbles if they don't do anything. <laughs> They're not bad. No, no, no. And it's kind of a neat little mechanic in a way. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this level does start getting into uh, some of the spots where there are really tight areas mm-hmm. to squeeze through and in between. And there's certain, uh, like, you'll have those, they look like a mine. Those, If you get too close, they'll explode. Those mm-hmm. big ones, like, you want to, they take a decent amount of damage. So you want to get started when as soon as they enter the screen. Like, yeah, exactly. Blow them up. And then uh, there is a mini boss in this level, of course. But it is a weird mini boss. This, I think might be the, the easiest one, man. Like, yeah, I don't. Does it? What does a, it even do? It's this blue ship that comes out and starts shooting bubbles in front of it. Yeah, which but are all I had destroyable. A, I, I had the wave gun at this point. Okay, yeah. And it it hits every single one. Like I was just sitting there shooting all the bubbles, and well, it doesn't have any other attacks. Yeah, it'll shoot these little like uh, wave, like a, a yellow beam wave out. Okay. I will usually see one of them where it's like, you just keep shooting. You know, you'll shoot all the bubbles out of your way, not getting hit, doing mm-hmm. some damage. He'll shoot one and I'll dodge it. And then the I kind of remember that it'll die. Very, very easy. Yeah. Now you can make it by him and then you'll get to the real boss. And yeah. it is a weird boss. The Kingfish. It looks like a weird stingray. Yeah. Slash robot fish. Yeah. It's a, it's a robot something. It has a, you know, it has an eye in the center of its big, you know, stingray shape and that is the weak point yeah and it, it'll shoot little beams out of that and it'll shoot these uh spreads of uh four giant yellow rings to the upwards and downwards from its position mm-hmm. but uh i found that that gap was between them was big enough to easily dodge almost every time dude if you have uh especially if you have the the wave and mm-hmm. the the claw here like you you can hit it from anywhere it's so easy to yeah. just you just dodge those rings and it'll just die after like 20 seconds i thought this was uh the easiest boss that i fought so far it's up there yeah because i, I agree yeah i mean all of its attacks are long distance so you have time uh, to move to run from them yeah yeah it's the ones that i'm in mortal danger of getting squished that <laughs> really you know, scare me the most but you will defeat this king fish and you can move on to the next stage, Hades. Yeah, now you're in these uh, bluish caves. you got gray backgrounds, but mm-hmm. this has a lot of the backgrounds, the, the cave themselves, moving up and down. Oh, so, so. much, and, and in ways that it's kind of cheap sometimes. Yeah, there's a, there are a couple spots where, you know, the whole, you know, it's like there's only one small cave, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. area for your ship to fit in the whole screen. You have to know to get up there right away. And if you don't, well, you're starting over. Yeah. So... That was my biggest problem with this stage. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, it's like, what, there's like three spots, maybe four, I'm trying to think, where it's really bad, where you if you don't know, you're just screwed, but most of it, once you learn that, eh, mm-hmm. not too not too bad. And then is this also the first place with the orange lattice? Yeah, the yeah. destroyable terrains there. Yes, because yeah. it looks just like background, and I died, I'm not going to lie, twice, because I thought <laughs> I was getting hit by something. Well, uh, I had the wave going, wave flying the homing, into there. The homing won't Actually, I think I may you. have had the homing. I can't remember. I had something, but I was like, what is killing me? And then I realized, <laughs> oh, it's this. I got to switch to my laser beams, clear it out, and then move through, which isn't that hard. No, it's not bad, and it's kind of a... The nonchalance with the way they reveal that destroyable terrain, you know, like in a life force, it'd be like a big deal, like the wall assembles, and then you got to blow it up, or, right. you know, it's just there, and it's like, huh, figure it out. Uh, and the other super annoying part is the swinging rock walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the arm. Because that's kinda. also, one of them is so cheap that if you don't know exactly that 
There's, you have to go ahead of it. There's yeah. no way to get through. You'll just die every time. No, there's a there, and there are a couple where it's like there's the one where it's split, and the way the rock arm is swinging, you would think, well, I'm going to go down here on the bottom and then avoid death. it, and then nope, you can't get out of there. There's one coming back the opposite way. You were supposed to go up top. Yeah, it's it's just those are the parts of this game that really get me, <laughs> that, that hurt my soul. But you know, there is a mini boss in this level. It is a snail. Yeah, I don't know. That is a weird looking ship. Because it looks like, I guess a snail. I don't know. I thought it looked, it just looks like a shape, like a trapezoid or something with like Mm -hmm. the, it comes out right after you have that reverse, like there'll be a part where you have the split and then the screen just, you think you're dead, but it'll just stop scrolling and start scrolling back to the left. Which is a nice little trick. I do like that. I wish they did that more actually. Yeah. I like that part. Since you have the backfire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Then that thing comes out and usually you can just annihilate it. I always have a laser or a sever laser, you know to blast it right away yeah that's such a cool part but yeah this boss is weird looking but also very easy to defeat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you just shoot it in the eye region but again you always know if you're doing damage or not yeah and then like after that for the rest of the level you're like in front of this waterfall and it's like the level goes into easy mode you just fight those like cannons on the ground and ceiling yeah. you know and that's it i loved it yeah but it looks really cool it's a good waterfall yeah there is some falling rocks during that period that could give you a little trouble i think if you don't know to look for them, they have a, but, a distinct sprite you can see. And, yeah, like, it's one of the few things that's very clearly telegraphed, mm-hmm. unlike many other parts of the game. Right, right. So I was with you. I'm like, oh, this is a breeze until you get to that boss. The G-Lobster. The G-Lobster. Or Globster, maybe. I don't know. He comes in. He can surprise you because it comes in from the left. I know. And his weakness is not on that side. Right, right. So you got to go around him. Yeah, but once you get around, this guy is super easy because it just has like two claws that shoot lasers. Yep. And then in between them is the weak point that also spawns like enemies or what's well, like a missile. Whatever it is, it's a destroyable projectile that yes. you, you just fly between these two beams shooting and this thing will just it'll just die. <laughs> uh he has these energy balls he'll shoot out. Oh yeah. Charge up if he shoots them. I don't think I saw one of those. But. Probably not, because, I mean, if you fly up to... You can fly in between the arms very yeah, easily, yeah, right up there, and <laughs> it takes maybe five seconds. Get close. This guy is destroyed, and you can move on to the next stage, Ellis. The ice planet. Yeah, this is where things start getting a little more hairy. And See, by a little, I, I mean a lot. I thought that this level was easier than the previous one, personally. Really? I um. I can see that. I mean, I do too, but I had the homing missile still. And it is the MVP of this level. Yeah, it is, man. Um, because this game has lots of icicles in it mm-hmm. that fall from the ceiling. But yeah. you can shoot them to send them back up. Yeah, they'll retract. And if you have the homing missile, it just hits them before they even yeah. come out. And, and they stay in. And it, not only that, but it like reveals their entire position to you. That, yeah, exactly. You know, where you're just like, oh, there's something in the ground there. I wonder. Huh. Yeah. Uh, having the homing missiles in this stage or the homing uh, device, it just makes it so much easier the the tricky part is um you know this this level starts messing with the scrolling where you'll be scrolling like diagonally down and up Mm -hmm. and straight up and to the left i mean it starts getting crazy and i really like that you know it's you are scrolling auto scrolling in every direction in this Mm -hmm. map and you know all of the weapons have different you know you have the appropriate arsenal to deal with attacks from different directions yeah yeah it's pretty cool agreed uh the mini boss of this level though this is a joke, dude. I could barely. I, I remember thinking, is this a mini? It looks like, I don't know, a head with the, you know, it has so the those bubbles six around it. Bubbles yeah. around it. Like it would appear and just die like instantly. I don't know if I'm always powered up when I got here. No, I'm with you there. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what its attacks are. 
Yeah, not from me either. I was so, like, what is this thing? Hopefully you will never know either. Maybe I'm just that good. Hopefully. I mean, I think you are. Yeah, clearly. And then after that, you do like a lot of vertical rising, which is a little bit harder. Yeah, you'll have those. Uh, th- that's where the icicles will just like appear and then fall down. Yeah. Or come up. And you just have to mind the gap. Yeah. Yep. Stay right in between them. But there's always a real good amount of space. It was never that hard. Yeah, yeah. And there's not, you know, it's usually just them. There aren't enemies coming at you at the same time. Correct. And then you have the boss of this level. The mobile fort. Oh, okay. And it starts as three separate pieces. Yeah, they assemble. You've got like a laser in the middle with a this uh, with two, I don't know, ship bays on top and bottom that are emitting enemies. And uh, the middle is what's shooting out actual projectiles. Yeah. The yeah. top and bottom are shooting out ships. It's very similar to a lot of the boss. You know, you're just yeah. moving back and forth, destroying ships, avoiding the laser, trying to squeeze in your shots in the middle. And I found that for almost all the bosses, it was time to go back to the twin beams. If you have lasers or the shots, it's always better to me than so most rapid. of the other things because yeah. it's so fast. Yeah, and you can blow up those ship bays so they'll stop emitting guys, and it's even easier. Yes, and you blow him up, and then you are done. You can move on. Well, to where? Now that you've destroyed the Hexa cloaking system, it reveals the the Cerberus, which is like a spaceship station. This is what was destroying other ships that were too big. Oh. So you had to sneak in. And um, this is a, kind of a classic uh, shooter level. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, and this is one of my favorite. I was really hoping this would be the end of the game, though, because this is my favorite kind of final <laughs> stage. Right. But it was not. No, you uh, so you're flying around the surface of a giant ship. You know, blowing it up as mm-hmm. you go. Very slowly. Mm-hmm. And really not that giant. No, it's actually this. We've seen larger ones in UN Squadron. Or... Yeah, it's they do a really good job of keeping it on the very edge of the screen. But if you still have your homing missile, yeah. which you should, because yeah. you should have unequipped that the second you got near that boss. There's one right at the beginning of this, too. Like, yeah. those two, you know, there's those two giant oh, yeah. cannons. There's one right in between them. This guy is nothing. Yeah. I mean, because you just stay far away and your constant stream of homing uh, shots will pick off every new gun or thing that pops up around as, the edge of it. As soon as it appears, yeah. And then it's just kind of slowly, I mean, there's cannons, there's engines, I think there's a bay that things yeah. come out of, but I don't know. You, you work your way inside it and down Now that part's little, cool. You yeah. get up inside it, there's a that's when I passage. switch to laser beams. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't even know what you fight because the lasers were so strong that it just exploded instantly. Well, it's like you, there's this little wall where there are these four guns that will like they'll come out and they will shoot after like a second. Hmm. But you, if you destroy it first, it'll like, you know, it'll blow up and then a new one will start to come out behind it. Hmm. So it's very easy. <laughs> like even with the twin cannon, it'll it, you, if you just hold still, you're like the two in front of you will just get destroyed. Yep. And then the game's not over. Not you're yet. moving on. So next we fly right into the Orn base. You can uh, look forward to some sweet uh, high-tech insides of this base. Uh, It's more of those uh, diagonally scrolling sections, kind of like the ice planet. Right, but this one, um, there's some like little split path areas that are just real jerky because they're instant death. Yeah, and um, you'll also start seeing these. uh, These are some of the few normal enemies that started to give me trouble where they're like those white troops. They look like they're on like a hoverboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we'll like hover in from the side. Well, it's like a giant mech. Yeah, it's got its own little gun. Yeah, they're really yep. cool looking. Yeah, and they'll they will actually truly accumulate and start making trouble for you the, if you let them. When you, those start coming on the screen, you need to kill those guys first. Right. Then right. you can mop up the little accoutrement around them. Sooner or later, you'll meet up with the mini boss. Oh yeah, 
which is uh, another, it's like a wall with mm-hmm. an eye in the middle. And again, I thought this was the boss. Oh, <laughs> well, it's uh, this one's not too bad, but no. you have to watch out. It shoots those lasers that will split into eight. Which, I don't know why, but I think they look really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat looking uh, laser. Um, now, uh, if you are paying attention, though, they're very easy to avoid. Yeah, there's the in the base is also shooting out like a big spread of bullets as mm-hmm. well, but it's pretty easy to just you know you know it's coming, it's going to explode into eight, get just shy of the you know whatever mm-hmm. beam you're dodging. And then I think there's also another chunk of that netting in the background in this level. Oh yeah, you yeah. got to shoot through. Yep, you'll see some of that definitely. After you beat the boss, it'll kind of scroll you. You'll, you'll go through a section where you scroll up and to the right, and a lot of those splitting lasers will be coming at you pretty much for the rest of the level, just mm-hmm. out of nowhere, until eventually you come to the second mini-boss. Yes. It, which is just the same as the... <laughs> yeah. It's do it again. Oh. And it's just as easy. Yeah. Um, but it's the boss of this level that is actually pretty hard. Yeah. Um, this was a level where, okay, the last time I played through, I got here, I had six lives. Uh-huh. So I had gotten extra men from kicking so much butt. Nice. And I'm fully charged, and I get to this boss, and I did not know what to do. <laughs> it is rough. Very so, rough. Once again, another wall with a, a target in the middle. Yeah. But this time, surging from the left are these four big blocks. Yeah. That are now moving around. And- but, you know, like we talked about the earlier boss, where there's a good 60% of the screen free to move around in. Right. This one is the opposite. No, and there's no warning with those blocks, so be ready. (laughs) There is very little room between and around these blocks. You are really not attacking the the wall or the boss at all. At least I wasn't. I was just trying to not be crushed by the blocks. I got, um, yeah, I got killed a lot. I could not move fast enough to do it, so... Were you hanging out on two speed? Well, well, here's what I did, was (laughs) I rolled up with my, uh, well, okay... The two, the blocks, there's four blocks, right? And yeah. they're, they're basically in two circles, mm-hmm. kind of, that rotate around each yeah. other, the upper and lower. I was trying to stay in the middle, where it's two different rotating sequences. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Don't do that. Like, no. I, when I did beat it, I just flew right up to that eye and kept shooting it while I was invincible and okay. switching from laser. Um, I lost about four or five men there. It's not a good thing. Okay. Uh, it's... Not worth it, but I was just truly desperate. I was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, for me, it was just getting in to one of the loops. So yeah. I, I picked like the top loop and just stayed in it. Just all, my entire goal was to not be crushed. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I, I and that was literally all I did was that. And uh, I this wasn't one of the bosses I did. I think use homing until I I lost it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was like, well, I'm never. I don't know if I'll ever get in front of the thing I have to shoot. So even though this doesn't do much damage, I'm. Just going to you know, go with it. And I'm pretty sure I died and lost it. And then I, I you know, used something else. But Peace this was away. a hard, hard, hard fought battle. When I when I was watching through after playing and I saw how the guy, you know, he's like, oh, if you just stay in one of the loops, mm-hmm. it's not that bad. But when if you're trying to dodge from both in right. the middle, like it was like impossible. So I gave up so quick. Well, if you don't give up and you don't lose all of your men. Don't do it. You can defeat this guy. And then you move on to the core. The Orn Core. The Orn Core. Not yes. the Corn Ore. No. The Orn Core. <laughs> and this is a, well, it's barely a level. You get it. It's Thank pretty God, cool. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on here. I, I really was was starting to get worried because I was, you know, thought, well, the very first thing should have been the end level. Right. The second one should have been the end level. You can't take me to the mysterious black spot on the map uh, and give me like five levels. That Orn, the, the Orn base is the longest level in the game too so mm-hmm. it's pretty yeah but, but now you are you know at the core 
and it looks cool. I'm not going to lie there. There's yeah, a lot of cool background. Sweet, like, green and purple tech stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. And right away, you're confronted with a mini boss. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what this is called, but it's like a, a robot. It's got, like, arms at the top and bottom that are waving, and it shoots these little orange and blue bullets as yes. well as that spiral double yeah. shot. And the, the orange and blue bullets, not a problem. No. So easy to dodge. That that double shot, the helix of those things, it goes way up and down. Yeah, I and I, I couldn't really figure out like if I was it was coming for me, if it was just going somewhere. Yeah, it was a lot harder than I wanted it to be. At first, I was trying to position myself in between the shots so they would go around me, and that did not. End it, well. I, I did. I also <laughs> fell for that trick, and then basically it was just like, well, hide in the bottom, and then yeah. just sweep up, stay and, away, and then hide at the top, and then sweep down, get a few shots in, but. Um, it may take a little while, but this boss is actually not that tough. Like, no, once you learn just to really avoid, avoid, avoid. And you'll defeat him and move on to the real boss, the CPU brain thing, mm-hmm. you know? It's a big... I mean, computer? It, yeah, it's like, it looks like a big computer that kind of opens up and this brain thing comes out that starts shooting like a ton of wave shots. Mm-hmm. And uh, this like sp- a spinning, it's like a circle of six orbs kind of come out and it shoots that at you i don't really know you know why because i could tell this was the final boss so you're ready to roll i would just fly straight into the front of it i could tell what the weak spot weak spot right in that middle area was yeah fire till i died rinse repeat i had about yeah. six guys and i was okay. like every other boss i know i can i can just get in here and destroy it if i cash do it. in your yeah i mean i don't know if it's just because I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they would get tougher on higher difficulty, but most of the bosses in this game, the le- they don't have a lot of life. No, like, They no. can have a somewhat tricky pattern, but... Well, and I found earlier in most of the bosses that if you're willing to sacrifice a man, you can just get right up in there and do almost mm-hmm. all the damage right away. Yeah, yeah. So I would just, I banked on that strategy for this guy, because, I, I mean, there's a lot going on. I was getting, I mean, I, I lost a lot of guys, but like you, I, I wasn't like nakedly going right up in front of them. I was trying to dodge, but it wasn't working out very well. So I just focused on offense and was able to kill him without, you know, I, I certainly didn't master any patterns, but I was able to brute through and take him down. And he explodes in a pretty uh, standard fashion. Mm-hmm. Then trying to remember the way all the cutscenes work, uh, like you first, fly out. Yeah, you fly out. And then the enemy base goes away explodes Mm -hmm. and then you are getting your mission completed bonus yeah yeah it gives you a bonus for uh the amount of men you have left your credits left and then a game level bonus don't know what that means i think that's a difficulty probably oh i think you're right and then a final score right so for posterity you've got your your real score yes and then after that the ship flies out into space and then you get what might be my favorite ending to a game ever it's really weird I feel like this ending, uh, whoever wrote it, was a huge fan of Jack Kerouac. This had the <laughs> stream of consciousness beat writing right, right. that I, I you know, really enjoy. So if you'll indulge me, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. Let's hear it, yeah. So the credits start, or I mean, before the credits, you get this wonderful scrolling text. And it says, In a flash, the planet of Orn disappeared completely. Orn could no longer control the huge amount of energy that it accumulated after he lost his owner. The Emperor Orn had been disturbing the union of the Milky Way for a long time. What was his true character? It was a huge biocomputer, which had been made in the beginning of the Space Age. Yeah, duh. Besides, his computer brain was developing extraordinary, and he began to have his own will. Yeah, like how? He denied the existence of human beings, and finally he exercised a program to kill the whole human race. It was evident that human beings who had given him this idea 
and therefore human beings should think of this meaning deeply. Anyway, the war was over. Anyway. And a peaceful time came soon. It might be for a short time. Human beings, think about what you have done. I especially wrote that down. It admonishes you after you beat the game. <laughs> after the important mission was completed, Styx turned over his airframe to the base fellows waiting for them. That's Some really... fine fellows hanging out there around the base. <laughs> and the Styx is the name of the ship, right? Mm-hmm. Because Gene and Shelley, you might aware of the real meaning. That's... Of true peace. The first time I was like, I guess those are the pilots. Indeed. And then after that, the Styx pulls into the base... You get a nice close-up of the two coming out of the ship. Yeah, a little, like, anime scene. You get an anime screenshot and then really long set of credits. Real names, though. Yeah, yeah. Over some pretty decent music. And then at yeah. the end, of the end, and that's, a, that's all she wrote. Galaxy saved. But most importantly, Nick, human beings, think about what you have done. <laughs> Again, possibly the best ending of it's all time. A, it's a lesson. All right, folks, we are now in the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System, which has four categories and a possible score from zero to five in each, starting with graphics and sound. And I gave this game a 4.0. Okay, I gave it a 3.5, but I'm thinking about bumping it up because I really, ma mainly for the music and mm -hmm. the sounds. Like... I mean, the only negative parts for me were that the, some of the backgrounds were a little sparse and the other some of the other ones were just crazy busy. Yeah. But, I mean, the ship looks cool. Yeah. Enemies yeah. look cool. The bosses are all different. Your explosions are awesome. It's a good... Uh. There's a great variety of uh, enemy types. Mm -hmm. And bullets. Like, you know, the bullets yeah. all look exactly the same, but you know what your enemy bullets, you know where the things you can run into. So that looks great. And then, like you said, this music is just awesome. It's, uh, you know, I like it a lot because it's kind of in my wheelhouse of stuff I like anyways, mm -hmm. but I think the quality uh, stands out objectively. And, you know, you may think that Nick and I are just a couple of old metalheads, but <laughs> we actually have pretty weird and varied taste in music. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... The less you know, the better, because it is weird. No, um, just ask Nick about Aqua. What? Now we all love Aqua. Everyone here. does. Come on. Anyways, this music, you may not have to be the biggest fan of metal or of this particular brand. It's just done so well and it's so fun. I think anyone would really enjoy it. And it just matches the, you know, hectic speed and pace of this game. And you get some sweet, uh, as you may have just heard, uh, vocal samplings. Oh, yeah. And, uh, You'll you be know. hearing them between all of these and, uh, while categories. I will fully admit that you cannot understand them unless you already know what they're saying. Uh, I still think they're cheesy and hilarious. Uh, you know what? I feel the same way about almost any voice <laughs> yeah. sample. Yeah. Now we have play control, Nick. I give it a 2.5. Although, I really think it could be go up to a 3, really. I have it at 3.0. Uh, to me, I almost wanted to give it a 3.5, but it just didn't really do anything special. You know, anything outside of the normal realms, it's very serviceable in what you can do. Just to me, the fact that you can change your speed is yeah. such a boon in a, in a game like this. And your weapon. I mean, somewhere yeah. that, you know, like it gives you options that you just don't really have in a lot of other shooters. And so that's cool. Well, and the problem, though, is I would have given it a higher score if there was a way to go forward and back on the weapons. Yeah. The problem yeah. is once you have four weapons, it's very hard to just instantly choose which one you want. That's I favored the wave a lot because I could just switch right to the missiles if I needed to, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. I was in that same boat. No. So, this is a real tricky one, Nick. What did you rate the challenge factor of this game? Well, I give it a 2.5. 
I think. Um, I wish you all could have seen the shock look <laughs> on my face. Well, I mean, um, you know, while, while it does have those kinds of challenges where you're like, well, the level's just doing this now, and I didn't know it would do that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do that, like, in every level. And some of them, you know, like the the level with the caves that move up and down, yeah. that one was pretty tough. But the only level I had more trouble with was the Orn core, or I'm sorry, the base, where you're going Not the Cornor. The Cornor, no, that one, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the fact that you get four lives, you have a level select, so you can... You can focus in and master your first five okay, levels, okay. you know, to and me, seven continues. That's, it does seem like a lot of continues, but like you've said, you can burn through a lot of lives in one boss or one area. Yeah, I mean, the first few times I played, but, you know, like, I, I, I didn't use any save states. I was able to, you know what I mean, go well, through it in the final run. I gave it a 3.5. Not insanely hard, so. but I did find it very challenging. And I think if I didn't use those save states... And I would I would have been putting in at least another night or two in this game. Yeah, I mean, you got to learn every level. I mean, yeah, and that's why it's not a game that you can just intuitively go through. It's when it's going to punish you for not knowing what's coming. Finally, we have theme and fun, and I gave this game a four point oh. No, I gave it a three point oh, but I think. Um... I mean, it's it's fun. It's just a fun, relatively simple shooter. Yeah, it just brings a lot of new things to the shooter world that I have never and you know experienced. Like you said, being able to choose your weapon. Yeah, super it, nice. It seems so simple, but it adds a lot, really. I I know I've said this about twenty times in the podcast, but being able to select my speed was just really a breath of fresh air. It's the first thing I do in any other game is spend money (laughs) on a speed power-up. So just to not have to do that. And not only that, but, I mean, even if you're like me, and I I just stayed at level two, you know, for most Mm -hmm. of it, well, um, I was able to choose that. You know, if you're comfortable with Yeah, you can set it where you want, and the game doesn't force you to change it a whole lot. And, you you know, the fact that, each world is a distinct place and has a lot of its own distinct enemies really makes it feel like you are going through a whole system of planets. You're not just in one world. And then as much as it vexed me that there was more and more layers to the onion that was Orn, (laughs) uh, it was cool that, you know, the secret place wasn't just the final boss or the final level. It was this whole area you had to get through the defenses of, and then these other things. So I wish that the, you know, while I do kind of enjoy the bizarrely translated and worded story, like there's actually stuff going on kind of where it's like you, you turned off the cloaking. Now you're getting to yeah. the base. This, the thing about the Cerberus being the one that destroys the bigger ships that we couldn't, you know, if it was presented in a more understandable manner, it might add a little, you yeah. know. I do think it's a cool idea and it's there's more to it there that I'm pretty sure in Japan they got. Right. I mean, I normally don't go into a shooter expecting much story anyways, so no. it doesn't really matter, but I feel like eh, it could be a little more icing on that cake. Agreed. So, Nick, I must ask, like I always do, should you play this game? I say yes. Agreed. In fact, I think I'm going to go check out Thunder Force 2. I- I'm excited. Uh, Just kidding. I'm going to save that for another episode of the show. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I'm interested in the series now, kind of. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's It's on my radar, and I'm going to say... This is up there for me in in the top realm of shooters. Sure, yeah. I would play this over Super R-Type any day of the week. I mean, it's definitely not as hard. (laughs) And I think it's a lot more fun, and there's just a lot more going on. If you like shooters, definitely check this game out. There's a lot of different and new things that you may have never been exposed to, and uh, hopefully you, you may have found a new game to enter into your pantheon of favorite shmups. Next week's game will not be a game. 
Oh, that's right. We're doing another movie special in anticipation of our 100th episode. That's right. Big stuff's coming up, guys. We're getting very close. We are going to be reviewing and talking about the classic film, The Wizard. Cinematic tour de force. Starring Fred Savage, uh, Bo Bridges. Yeah, yeah. And Christian Slater. Star-studded. Indeed. So find a copy of this film any way you can. Watch it with the people you love uh, and find out if the Power Glove really was that bad. That's right, folks. And uh, if you guys want to shout out to us about anything, um, maybe you know the definition of surfiton waves. Mm-hmm. You can do that at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll share the knowledge with the world. Or if you just want to post it up on Facebook at Cartridge Command, where all can see. We'd yeah. love for you to do it there as well. We love hearing from you on that platform and at Twitter at Cart Command, where we let you know when new shows have dropped. Of course, this show is uh, available on every podcast device that exists. We're slowly climbing in the ranks of search results, so you search for Cartridge. We're number four on most of them now, it seems like. The others will die. I was hoping you'd say fall. It's a little nicer. Well, okay. Well, (laughs) I wish no ill will on any of our fellow podcasters, but I do need to let everyone know that the way we make this podcast is due to the financial support of some wonderful people that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their money, their $1, $5, and sometimes even more generous donations than that. Yeah, they that, are awesome. They are awesome, and they make this show happen. They pay for the new laptop we got to replace the 10-year-old laptop we were using. Ooh, moving up. To pay for the gas that we spend. We actually live in different cities, so there's an hour commute that has to happen for us to get on the mics together. It's true, it's true. And thanks to you guys, we can do that every single week. And as long as you guys keep giving, we'll keep talking. That's right. The patrons... Think about what you've done. <laughs> Proudly. It's a good thing. It's a good thing in this case. And again, everyone else, including those patrons, thank you so much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Thunder Force. Thunder Force. Thunder. Thunder. Thunder Force. Three. I can't stop thinking of the... There's a Metalocalypse song, Thunder Horse. Oh, yeah? He's like, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder Horse, Thunder Horse. It's pretty sweet. I'm required by Abby to make a reference to that in this podcast. So. Go for it. I, I'll pretend like I know what you're talking about. <laughs>